your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. You can download the Spotify Greenroom app and join me next week to get in on the action. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we continue our conversation with the Soda Pod, Isha Jerome and State of Hoppy join, and we discuss a bombshell topic today, whether or not it makes sense for the Wild to explore a Kevin Fiala trade. So uh, plenty of discussion on that topic, plus we look at some free agency as well. Uh, a great conversation with State of Hoppy and Isha Jerome, so uh, hope you enjoy that here for today's episode. My name is Seth Topal, host of Lockdown Wild, a veteran of over 10 years of Minnesota sports coverage, including the last couple of seasons exclusively covering your Minnesota Wild. Happy Friday. Glad to have you along here today. And I don't want to beat around the bush even a little bit because in this two-part conversation, we got through a good amount of topics yesterday but saved the bombshell topic here for today, whether or not the Wild should seriously consider a Kevin Fiala trade. So uh, a lot of reaction for that, I'm sure. But we also talked some free agency as well. So plenty to get to with the guys from the Soda Pod. So enjoy here for your Friday. Um, Let's move on to how this wild team is going to fill the the roster spot by Kevin Fiala being traded. Oh, what? Sorry. I... uh, Little, You're gonna have to censor me more if you keep saying that. Yeah, I'm. I'm just again, just trying to kind of get the people going a little bit. So I got this idea initially from Michael Russo, who was, I forget which time he was filling in on K Fan, and he said it basically was like a fifty-fifty chance that Fiala gets traded. And at that point, I was like, okay, what? Like, what? Uh, what would be the overall plan here? if they decided that they were going to move Fiala, a guy who has shown that he can score, he can get hot and have stretches of like six to 10 games where he's unbeatable. He does have some stretches where he just kind of blends in. Although I will point to a lot of the fact of him being paired on the line with whoever. Nobody. That could certainly be a part of the reason why he was, uh, he just seemed visibly frustrated this last season at, uh, at a lot of different points, but this is Bill Guerin's team. He's obviously trying to make this wild team a serious contender in whatever way that he possibly can. And so, Isha, I'm going to start with you. Is this a good idea to explore a Kevin Fiala trade, or is it simply plugging up one hole in the wall while letting another leak spring? Well, the way you form the question there, <laughs> it's kind of hard to answer <laughs> as passionately as I wanted to. Um, it's a hard one because of the way this roster is constructed because of all the contracts that you have sealed on the back end. Matthew Dumba is still here. And if Seattle doesn't take him in the expansion draft, then it's like, oh boy, you have, you have a whole ordeal uh, that you have to deal with. And one of those, one of those pieces who has to maybe has to move is Kevin Fiala just because Kirill Kaprizov is not signed yet. And Eric Snack was just signed long-term. Kaprizov's camp. I mean, this isn't going to be an easy one to sign. And I don't think Kevin Fiala and his camp want to take a pay cut just because he wants to stay with the Minnesota Wild. 
And that's what's tough about this. He's 24 years old. In my opinion, he's an elite National Hockey League player. You hit the nail on the head, Seth, when you said that maybe those times this season where we saw where we didn't see Fial where he wasn't visible in some games was a result of him not having any line mates and when he went on like a seven game streak of just like wow this guy is so dominant you noticed him because he had to do everything it's true he was buried on this team he should on, on any good team he should be playing on the top line getting as many minutes as possible because he is a winger who has unbelievable scoring skill and he can still set up plays because he's that smart of a hockey player as well. He has no business being a quote-unquote depth player. And I know he is not a depth player for the Minnesota Wild, but he was buried on this team this yeah. year because of Billy Guerin and, and uh, Dean Evison's, I guess, plan to stretch the offense as much as they could up and down the lineup. And I get it. But that did him no no service as all this season. And, you know, 20 goals, 20 assists in a shortened season for 40 points in 50 games is, is totally respectable given that the Wild also faced, you know, COVID-19 and a lot of them had to recover from that. Man, trading them, is it a smart move? It may be the only move if they want to get some assets in return, get some young players who are cheap and you can fill a roster spot, help this team be competitive while also being able to sign Kirill Kaprizov and getting through some of these anchor contracts that they already have. Is it smart in general to walk away from a player or or trade a player like this who's so young and has this much potential? Obviously not, but maybe in the wild situation, it's it's the only move. It hurts. It hurts to admit that because I'm obviously biased. I I think that this player is unbelievable, and he's one of my favorite to watch. Whether he be in Nashville, Minnesota, or whatever sweater, I will follow what Kevin Fiala does because since his first season, I've been intrigued. But yeah. it, it's it's a hard one given the situation right now. Hoppy, give me that heat. I mean, it's not even about whether or not you want the player or filling one hole with another. You just ponied up, found a new agent. He's ready to go to war and get his money. And he should. He just had a bridge deal. I'm not challenging that at all. What I'm challenging is whether or not Garen should give it to him. Like, again, we've talked about how hamstrung this roster is. Not any fault of his own, right? But you have to make decisions at a certain point. And yes, you you can come up with a couple instances where I'm wrong here, but how often do you see a team that goes deep that's built on elite wingers rather than having at least some kind of strength down the middle, right? We talk about it ad nauseum that you have to have some kind of depth at center right now. The wild has absolutely nothing. And the only way you're going to bring that in, unless you know, deep in your bones that you are going to get Rossi and who's Nadinov to come in and be that next fill in at center. The only way you're going to get an elite player is by trading an elite player. Right. And I think we've all kind of moved on from at least for the time being the Eichel notions, because what's being asked for right now is ridiculous, Yeah, but it's a little high. If, if they come down to earth and realize we got to move this guy and no one's budging. I do think that packaging a Fiat Fiala and whatever else you need to that's not Rossi and Boldy, I think you pull the trigger on for any elite type of center like that. And, hey, maybe it does come down to you sign the guy to a short bridge deal, and I know this will just tickle every Minnesota Wild fan out there who thinks for some reason we're going to get Alexander Barkov. (laughs) Is there a better trade ship in the NHL to pick up Barkov than Kevin Fiala, the darling wonder boy? of 
a one Paul Fenton who happens to be with the Florida Panthers. Oh, yeah. Let me put let me put it to you this way: if the Buffalo Sabers come down from their demands, which is basically four first round picks right now, if they come down and to some, yeah, and some, which is insane. If they come down to Earth ish, and you put Kevin Fiala in the conversation, and it takes Rossi off the table and gets it to where it's you know a pick or two and a player. Something along those lines. If if it gets Rossi off the table, I make that trade tomorrow. Yeah. And you know what, Seth? I'm in rare company here where if there's no neck issue, I consider the quote-unquote four first-round picks option. Yeah. I'm not sending Rossi and Boldy. That just seems like a dumb move. But tell you what, if it's sending several picks, if it's giving other prospects and then one of Rossi or Boldy to get Michael – if you don't have the neck concerns, I'm doing it immediately. He's a top five center, no yeah. question in this league. And if you want to talk about the character issues, I, sure, whatever. We've heard the stories about Ryan O'Reilly, how he literally fell out of love with the game until he got back out of Buffalo. Michael's been there for all of his upbringing. He's battled through it, and he's still played elite hockey Get him to a good culture like the Minnesota Wild. Get him under a good old East Coast USA boy like Bill Guerin. You think he's going to lip off to Bill Guerin? No. 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 So uh, I hate the character issue thing because, yes, in some locker rooms it can be poison. But how many cups did Mark Messier win? And he even won one without Gretzky. And he is a piece of garbage you don't have to censor that one out (laughs) it sounds like it was censored too that's so perfect (laughs) i'm just saying like and i agree with what hoppy says it's buffalo how many players are just miserable there how many players have left and found the love for a game for the the game again or who've left and just retired in general with like patrick berglund for example like no one wants to play there and it's 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 not because necessarily of the city itself it's just the culture there is so poisoned right now i know yep. the city doesn't add to it but come on now they have incredible wings so i've There's heard that. i've heard good things about their wings but yeah i can i can from experience say that if you're in a job situation with and people that you work with really don't like know what they're doing and it's just a super negative culture it's miserable and I would assume that going to a better spot that uh, that has people that, that are way more in tune with what you're supposed to actually be doing, I have a feeling that that would really help a lot of things. What's, no, the, old, what's the old saying? Winning cures all. And Buffalo just, I, I'm sorry, they just, like, they don't win. But Seth, that's a great point. Like, you look at just, like, bringing it down to, like, uh, an everyday person example. Like, you can work with the most talented people. But if they're terrible to work with, if they're not good good people, if they're not kind people, if they're if they're not team players, you're never going to get anything done. It's not going to be a good. You're not going to get. You're not going to progress, right? Yeah. If you have maybe less skilled, you know, coworkers or whatnot, but you can all jive and it's good chemistry and you can still come together and, and get the work done, and it's not stressful because you <laughs> your button heads or whatnot. There, that still may be a recipe for su- success. You know, if you have all pieces together and, and jive well, and there's chemistry, much like the Montreal Canadiens right now in the Stanley Cup Finals, I know they're not doing that well against Tampa, but hell, they beat Toronto to get there, and I'm going to pump that until the end of time. 3-1 lead. Um, exactly. You know, there's recipe for success there, and I, and I, I hate how, yeah, going back just full circle, like I, I hate how that's the one 
pretty much the one reason that a lot of people are going, you know, basing their argument off of. Like, I understand the neck injury 100%, but let's be honest, people are way louder with the fact that he's a bad teammate. It's like, I haven't seen any proof of that. No. Well, and then and then you get the people that are even louder, like, hey, why not try and regenerate a, a Kuznetsov, right? Like, you think that he's going to be the right guy to throw in the locker room? The guy who literally doesn't show up for team activities, like, gets benched for character issues, and who knows how much blow this guy is doing on a daily basis. Yeah, I, he, he likes the book of sugar. A little different. Yeah, that, um, I don't know. I would I would love to put a poll out and say, can you name a specific character issue that Jack Eichel has and probably going to be a lot no, of crickets. He went on spitting chicklets. He's no, a barstool no. fan. Well, no, that That's great. And then people even get mad about Felino going on. No one oh said a word. No one said a word when Russo went on. And that's how you know they're all idiots. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well said. Well said. Yeah, it's... It's all about what you hear. It's not about what you know. It's a great phrase. I think I just made that up. <laughs> and uh, in fairness too, Seth, don't put that poll out because what what everyone will do is just reply and say, oh, Russo had an article, so shut up. No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do the poll and then I'm going to mute responses. <laughs> I, I, love, I love to do that on Twitter is put something out there and then make it so that nobody can respond to it. But you know people are seeing it, and they're just. Buddy, they're just I'm the one who's clicking there. it a thousand times, being like, "Where, where's, where's the response? I can't respond yeah, to this." Language. It's, sorry, sorry. it's just I like to call it the tweet grenade. <laughs> it totally but, is. Yeah, I, I do that way too much. Um, oh, gentlemen, man. why don't we finish a little free agency? Because Alexis and I uh, yesterday hammered the expansion draft. And she threw out a couple of interesting scenarios, including the potential to have Cam Talbot be claimed. Oh, I, I heard that and out. saw I'm that. Out. Sorry, so. Alexis, we love you, but what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> so we'll just let that speak for itself. Free well, agent. you know what? I, I'm strongly of the opinion that Marcus Foligno should be the one oh, that no. gets taken oh. by Seattle. She's going to um, slit your throat now. That, that, that's the only reason I said it was just because I know that that will kill her for like a half a second if she listens. And she just um, she just texted me. I can't read it on the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, She's never man. coming on our podcast again. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. Um, so let's talk free agency because that's going to be a thing too. I mean, expansion draft, NHL draft, free agency, and uh, I'll I'll start with the guy that I think it's it's absolutely certain should come back, and I want to get your response to this. I want the wild to explore a multi-year extension with Marcus Johansson. No, I'm joking. <laughs> as soon as you Victor said him, asked. I knew you were messing with us. Yeah. There, uh, there were some names that I was like ready for you to say that I was worried about. So let's just, let's just go through quick and we'll just go through the guys that are impending free agents. Would you want him back? Would you not? You can elaborate if you want to. Let's just start with Marcus Johansson. I'm out. Out. Yeah. Hoppy's shaking his head. No, we don't. We don't really need any further elaboration there. Just like liked him in Washington, but who doesn't play well in Washington? Touche. Yeah, just a just a failed experiment. Um, let's go to Nick Benino. Yes, I'm open to it. If it's the same deal as Bukestad, bring him back. Yeah. Well, and uh, so before Bukestad was signed, I would have said yes, but now we're running out of room on the roster because you're looking at okay. 
everyone hopes that we have Kaprizov and Fiala both in the lineup. That leaves one spot for a forward. We've got plenty of young forwards that we want True. coming up in the lineup. No, exactly. It makes for a great camp. Someone's going to Iowa. It makes it so like, do you want to be here? Yes, but if you add Benino, then there's not a spot for any of them because you're not sending Bugset or Benino to Iowa. Yeah. Why not? Because they can't. Someone can claim them. Okay, then let someone claim them. <laughs> no, on, no honestly, though, why not? If you're paying 900 grand for them, who cares if you you know wave them and someone claims all them? Right. Realistically, right. if you all have right. your roster set. I'm just all saying. Right. Fair enough. Fair um, enough. I- I've seen it many times every season with teams that you wouldn't expect to see players you know, wave, and some of them even clear. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. Uh, the biggest point, I guess, Seth, kind of like you mentioned earlier, where, like, best case scenario, there's, like, little inkles of contending in three years. That's when you want a guy like Benino to have him in your bottom six to yeah. play that kind of game. Yep. Who cares if we're going to probably get to the first round and lose to the Colorado Avalanche, right? Um, and even if not, I mean, that's, that's beside the point. We're not going to the Stanley Cup Finals, so – having a player like that and squeezing him into the lineup isn't what I would do. I would have rather have him instead of Bukestead maybe, but yeah, I, I would agree with you there. Um, I would much rather see the spots go to guys like Adam Beckman or, or any of those other guys, maybe not even Beckman per se, but somebody of that ilk, see if they have, see if they've got it because then at that point, then you're like, okay, well we just like, this is a guy that can definitely be part of the roster. So then Build around that. Um, the other someone one, cheap who can play. <laughs> also that. That's going to be huge the next couple of years. Um, yep. Ian Cole. Absolutely. I think Kalen we're in agreement Addison's here. Please, 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 please. Yeah, I think, we're in, I think we're in agreement here. Um, Love Ian Cole. I, I thought he was just... And, and it honestly, what like I kept pointing out to people, it wasn't about anything necessarily like highlight reel that he did. It just was all the stuff that he did that you had to really, really look to see. He played his role to a T. Yeah, and the you, block that, shots. That's, that's as simple as it, as it is. He was brought in for, for a job. He did his job. I love it. Yeah, buddy. I've had a crush on him for like six years. Yeah. He was with Pittsburgh for the back-to-backs. Guy does exactly what you need him to. I will also, I will always appreciate Greg Pattern for giving us Ian Cole. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Isha can't even say that. I yeah, can't even. I just hear his name and I'm like, what? <laughs> I'll, I'll, bl- I'll bleep that out. Um... <laughs> I think that's I think that's pretty much all of the uh, potential UFAs that at least I want to talk about. What's the most ambitious crossover event in history? It's Girl Scout Cookies and Built Bar. Available this week only, get the new Built Bar flavor Grasshopper Cookie. What does it taste like? This is Built Bar's version of the classic Thin Mint Cookie. All the flavor without all that sugar. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar. If you're somehow not a fan of Girl Scout cookies, Built Bar's got a smorgasbord of other options, such as coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Each bar contains 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 per bar, with only 4 or 5 grams of sugar and only 4 to 5 net carbs. So make sure to order today to get grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever flavor you want by going to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 where you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Um, so let's just, why don't each of you just just fire off a name of somebody that you would be interested in the wild going after. I haven't, 
I, I'm trying to do this cyclically. Like, you know, I've got a system for this, the dentist system. I'm trying to go through each of these in a natural progression. So I really haven't gotten to free agency at all this off season yet. And so do you guys have a name, like one or even two players that you would really like to see the wild go after to try to fill a spot if there even are any to fill? Through, through free agency? I don't know. I care, that... I care more about the ones to not go after. <laughs> then then go go give us those. I'm good with that too. Well, as far as just don't go after, I've seen the name way too many times, and it scares me that Russo has said it as many times as he has. Get Derek Stepan as far away from this oh, as humanly possible. Yes. Please, no. So I, I don't even know if we need to elaborate on that. People, oh, he's a Minnesota boy, and oh, he can play a defensive no. game. Yeah, like four years ago, he could. I'm, I'm not at all interested in that. I don't care if it's on a Bugstead contract. No, no, no. Please, no. Um, the other one that I've seen, and it's not necessarily that I don't want the player. It's that I don't think there's any realistic way that you can afford him. It's Paul Stastny. Um, I think he would be a solid. I mean, he can honestly play anywhere from one to three. He's a yeah. versatile guy. Great veteran player who I think is smart enough to play with, whether it's Fiala or Kaprizov. But you look at the guy. He's coming off of a three-year, $6.5 million deal. Like, if he's taking a discount, it's either to go to a team that he's going to win a cup with or it's to stay with Winnipeg because he likes them. So, like, you're looking at probably minimum five mil for this guy, and people are complaining about Eck getting five mil, right? (laughs) I just don't see you being able to find a way to fit that, especially if all the people that are banging the drum to keep Dumba get their wish. You you cannot afford anything. He's being selected in the expansion draft, and if he's not, then he's going to be dealt for like a second-round pick because they have to bring in some more forwards. It's just yep. at the end of the day how it's going to happen. Two names <laughs> I'll throw at you. Blake Coleman. He's a center. Okay. That's yeah, a possibility. No, he's not. Oh, he's not. Okay, fine. He can play the center <laughs> he's, position. He's as much of a center as Granlund is, and if people want Ooh. him to come back, I'm going to scream. No, no. Granlund's not coming back. Okay. Here's a name, and this one will be hard, especially because of the Erickson Eck deal, because I think he's going to, him and his camp and his agent are going to look at this Erickson Eck deal and, and going to be like, this is what we want from every team in the National Hockey League. Philip Deneau. I think he wants more. I don't think he can get more. He got offered a six by five with Montreal and he turned it down. Six by five. He's oh going to go Lord. after that eight year, baby. He just saw what X swangled. He's going to be like, let's. Well, and go. what he's and older. what Ryan Nugent Hopkins got. Right. Both hey. of those deals. What, what did you just say, Hoppy? He's older. How, how much older is Nugent <laughs> Hopkins? I'm sorry. Was Deneau a first overall draft pick? <laughs> He's playing because like one right now you, in the Stanley you, Cup Finals. You get hey. more money because of that. That's, Hoppy, that's like a resume who, who, thing. Who's in the Stanley Cup Finals right now? Who's made it past the second round? Uh, I've Deneau. been informed that it's actually Carey Price. <laughs> that yeah, no, no, no. It's Philip Deneau <laughs> winning those faceoffs, supplying He's, the boys with pizza. But see, people are complaining about Eck. Like, oh, what if he doesn't provide the offense? Is he really worth this money? Deneau will not provide the offense, but he will absolutely provide everything that Eck has defensively. So, like, man, if, 5.5 if he was, mil. He's going to be. If he was younger or if he was willing to accept a shorter deal than five years, like, I'd, I'd pay him for four. Yeah. But that's like the edge of where I'm comfortable with a player that's that old that, like you said, you're worried about act breaking down playing that style of game. That's this guy's true. 28, and he's been playing it for a lot longer. But Ugh. Okay, and correct me if I'm wrong here, and this is based on the eye test alone. Eck 
this I know they both play defensive styles. Deneau doesn't take the body as much as Eck does. Am I am I wrong to say that? Deneau plays more of that Mark Stone. I'm just gonna somehow schwangle that puck from you and steal it in some in some unexplainable way. Whereas X very much the physical player. I mean it's it's the perfect like Minnesota style, the oh don't mind me, I'm just gonna just gonna grab this puck. <laughs> Don't, oh, sure. don't mind me. Sorry, yep. oh, don't sorry about mind it. Me. <laughs> no, uh, I don't know who's who's good to grab. Like I'm trying to think as far as players no one, that we can't trade for. Free a moot. It's a free, trade free season. Agency blows. Now, if if you are confident that Eck can be a top six guy, like you want him to play that role this year, which he probably has to, I guess. But I I don't know what kind of money he's gonna want after doing okay in the playoffs this year, but. A guy like Matthias Janmark, like that's an okay guy yeah. to slot in, have him locked as your third line center. That's true. Seth, I actually threw it to Hoppy on one of our last Soda Pod episodes as well. JT Miller from the Vancouver Canucks. I mean, he's a, a, a low cost. I know he's a little bit older, but he can play center. He actually played very well this year at center with the, the Vancouver Canucks when Elias Pedersen went out for injury. He's an American boy. I don't think he's attached to Vancouver by any means. He's a you know, he's not Nate Schmidt over here asking for Dumba. a trade. Send him Dumba. <laughs> Boom. No, seriously, because if, if Vancouver deals Nate Schmidt, a Dumba for JT Miller straight up could be could be a great solution for the Wild. It can be a great solution for uh, Vancouver. I'd be okay with that. Sign it up. I, it's a win-win for me. BC boy loves my Canucks. Loves the Minnesota Wild. Both of them win out of this trade. I'd love to see that. It's been proven that Bill Guerin listens to this show, so uh, I'm sure he's. I hope he's taking notes. He's Hoppy's best friend, so he listens to him too, by the way. There we go. Yeah, Bill, return my email, man. <laughs> Gentlemen, this was a blast. So thank you for joining to uh, to chat just all things wild offseason because, you know, there's no shortage. There's no shortage of things to talk about when there's nothing to talk about. So I, uh, I appreciate you both coming on. Uh, again, for uh, for the listeners, make sure to check out the Soda Pod. These two do A-plus work, have uh, have been a huge fan of theirs uh, ever since I hopped into the uh, the hockey media world. So thanks for all of the uh, all the time here today, fellas, and uh, we'll definitely have to do this again soon once once all the dust settles, the expansion draft, the actual draft, so that we can just say, hey, remember when we said such and such was going to happen? Well, it did. Or then I oh. can just be like, I don't know. Oh, I, God, I, that, that terrifies me. <laughs> I, maybe got, I maybe got one right. <laughs> and you know what, Seth? I paid attention to you and Jake when you started Lines and Wines, which Isha still giggles whenever he hears Lines and Wines, thinks that it should be somehow tied to uh, Mr. Kuznetsov. Yeah. But, uh, man, I, I remember listening to some of those, and you're like, yeah, Jake, I don't have a clue what you just said, but I'll, I'll pick this up. And, like, seeing how much you've come along and, like, you know so much about the Wild and you're definitely coming a long ways in the NHL as a whole. And it's it's just been cool to see, man. You've been killing it. No, I, I, I'll echo that too, man. As, like, a hockey fan, you know, I'm from Canada. So, like, hockey just – it pumps through my veins to see, you know, how, how much you've latched onto the Wild and just dove into – the sport in general and this team, it, it's so awesome to be able to to do these things with you and, you know, talk wild, talk hockey. And, uh, and we've kind of created a friendship as a result. So keep up the great work, man. And anytime you want to talk to us, um, you know, you know where to find us and, you know, you know that you're, you have the keys to the castle at the soda pod here. Of course, fellas, thanks for the time. And uh, we'll do this again soon. 
That will conclude today's episode of Lockdown Wild. A huge thank you to Isha Jerome and State of Hoppy for hanging out for the last couple of episodes. Uh, a great conversation with them, and uh, make sure to follow the Soda Pod wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, big thanks to all of our guests here this week. Uh, some fun conversations that we had. Uh, and you can go find those uh, if you missed any of the conversations from earlier in the week. Uh, Alexis Pearson of the Bar Down Beauties podcast, uh, plus uh, plenty more as well. So uh, make sure to follow Locked on Wild wherever you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss out on any of those or any upcoming discussions that we'll have. We've got some pretty prominent Minnesota Wild guests lined up in the near future, uh, and uh, that will start next week. We've got uh, some fun discussions lined up as well as summer guest season continues as we navigate through the Wilds Dennis system here in the off season. So plenty to come next week. Again, make sure you're following along so you don't miss out any of the new episodes of Locked on Wilds. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter as well. Instagram coming up relatively soon. And uh, enjoy the rest of your Friday. Enjoy the weekend. Hope it is great. And you can catch us again on Monday with a brand new edition of Locked on Wild.